From the Art FM WXOX studios in Louisville, Kentucky. This is That Driving Beat. My name is James. And my name is Uwe. And this is your radio 1960s soul, rhythm and blues, mod, dance party, all on vinyl. Stay tuned.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of That Driving Beat, brought to you by WXOX. We started, as we always do, with our theme song, Willie Mitchell, doing That Driving Beat. I followed that with a classic uh, from Otis Redding, Mr. Pitiful, on the, uh, the Volt label from 1964. And I followed it with the Excitus. You know it ain't right on Atlantic from 1967. And, uh, well, this is kind of what I'm going to play today, since the other day I met with my dealer and he didn't bring any stuff, <laughs> and I started to have withdrawal symptoms from not buying any anything that feeds my record addiction. So you had to dig in your own uh, So, yeah, so I decided I'll supply. just, you know, I do have a lot of stuff on my shelf. <laughs> Why don't I start pulling random stuff out? It's stuff I haven't played in probably years. And uh, give it a listen. And see what you got in there. And see what I got in there. And I found some really neat stuff. Neat is the yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, that, that exists. Nothing amazing, but... Right. Just stuff you've kind of forgotten about. Yeah. This is something you still can say in 2014. Pretty neat. Ah, things are pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that exciters you just play. I don't know that I've ever heard that before. That was a, that was a great one. I, I might never that. have played it before. <laughs> you may, it may have gone <laughs> gone onto your onto your shelf, uh, and, and been and cataloged in your Discogs uh, collection, and then uh, never actually got spun. <laughs> yeah. We have too many records, y'all. <laughs> we have too many records. You can never have too many records. No, that's true. Um, well, let's get uh, let's get right back into the records. Uh, Coming up now, next, uh, this is one that's new to my collection. If you've been listening the last few weeks, uh, you've, 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 uh, you've known that I've been sorting through uh, a backlog, a massive backlog uh, of, I don't know, probably several hundred records uh, that I know are good enough, you know, were, were, were good enough for me to pick up, sometimes in bulk buys out of someone's basement, sometimes just in flea markets or whatever. They're good enough for me to pick up. I haven't got rid of them, but I just haven't got through sorting them all, figuring out exactly what uh, what they are. They are, you know, making sure I keep the best copy and just really getting them into my collection. Uh, so I've been doing that a lot uh, recently. Um, and so uh, again, everything I play is going to be something that is new in my collection, uh, or at least that I got a slight upgrade uh, copy. Um, so that's uh, that's what my box is uh, is full of uh, today. So coming up next on the Stacks label, this is a, a rare one by Eddie Floyd. Uh, he had a lot of uh, a lot of hits on Stacks. This this isn't one that that you see very often, and now I have a copy uh, on uh, on Stacks from 1967. Eddie Floyd with Hey Now. Linda, talk about Mary too. Any 
baby, let the good times roll. Time is wasting and will soon be old. Just give in to what you feel inside. Give your life a chance to open wide. just made a little trip across the pond to Britain and heard a group with the interesting name of Cupid's Inspiration. The song is called Yesterday is Gone, came out in the States in 1968 on date and that was actually a top 40 hit in, in Britain in the singles charge and they claim to be a rock band. They were very short-lived. I think they were around from 68 to 71 or something like that. Had two major hits in Britain at least, that was one of them. But uh, I, it, to me, it has a certain danceable sound. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a pop song, it's, but it's, it's very. Uh, uh, I think it fits on here. Very produced, yeah, you know for sure. But yeah. uh, I don't think it was played much in the clubs where you know they wanted to hear no, more the rare it stuff. It would have been too big a hit, probably. Yeah, it was definitely too big to a be hit. In there. The, but in the you clubs, know, yeah, I don't think. It, I mean, the song itself is very well known. I, I don't. Yeah. know. a lot of people. Yeah, I was it not a hit here. I, I for. People who don't know, I grew up in England, and I, and I know that song was all over oldies radio uh, over uh, in England, but maybe it wasn't a big hit here. Well, I, I didn't know. grow up here either, so yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I know this song, but you know, right. I don't know if it's a different version that came later. Or right, right. Anyway. Before that, one by the Drifters, uh, putting a nice Latin, uh, Latin spin on Sweets for My Sweet, uh, came out on Atlantic uh, in 1961. And uh, when I was doing my uh, my little bit of research that I uh, that I like to do when I add a new record to my collection, I found out that uh, there are five there are five background singers uh, on that one. In addition to the, uh, the Drifters, which was a vocal group, uh, there were five background singers, all of which went on to uh, to release uh, um, records under their own name to uh, you know to to at least some level of success. 
uh, Jimmy Radcliffe, Sissy Houston, Doris Troy, Dee Dee Warwick, and then you might have heard of especially Dionne Warwick. Uh, those were those were all on that uh, that Drifters track. Amazing. Before that, Jerry Butler with "It's Too Late" on VJ from 1962. Nothing special about that record except the copy I have doesn't have that song on it. Meaning the label that's on the 45 has the same side on both sides. Same, same label on And both sides. Yeah. Neither of them is "It's Too Late," but um, so for a long, long time I actually mis uh, misspelled. Uh, we, misnamed that song yeah, because I thought because okay, your copy happened to have the wrong label on it but it has the yeah, yeah, same yeah. side on both yeah. and so I never even turned it around and finally turned it around and was like oh that's a different song because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the song yeah, on the yeah. other side and uh, anyway it's too late it's, I, I like it and I'm glad I have it but uh, you know you got to remember which side it's actually on well yeah I, I don't want to make a mark somehow. I don't know um, it kind of was played. <laughs> we started that uh, set off with Eddie Floyd on the Stacks label doing Hey Now. All right, coming up next, I'm going to play something off an LP. That oh, almost never happens. No. That almost never happens here on, uh, on that driving beat. We are a 45 RPM single format show. Uh, but some things just never came out on 45, and uh, they're worth playing. Um, this is an odd one. It's by a group called 101 Strings, which if you uh, if you do much record shopping in the uh, the garage sales, estate sales, flea market, uh, or the dollar bin at uh, at the record store, you've probably seen many, 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 many albums by 101 Strings, or sometimes 101 Strings Orchestra. They're called. Um, it was a, a budget label um, that just put out album after album after album of just string covers of, of things. A lot of times it was it was pop hits uh, just done in, a, in an orchestral string arrangement, sometimes just sort of easy listening. And most of them hold no interest uh, for me, really, other than just kind of as interesting novelties uh, of, of, of their time. Um, but this one is called Astro Sounds from Beyond the Year 2000. And they did something weird here. that. Um, I think actually what they did is laid, just laid string arrangements over some psychedelic, uh, psychedelic rock um, songs. Uh, I, I believe this actual album came out without all the strings uh, on this same budget label, just by some no-name artist. I forget what it is. But anyway, I'm going to play a song that they've called Astral Freakout on here. Just a weird instrumental with a string arrangement. But I think it has a nice beat, and uh, we're going to listen to it. From 1968, 101 Strings with Astral Freakout from the Astro Sounds from Beyond the Year 2000 LP.
To know Betty Everett. Oh no, sorry. Sugar by the Santo with the Pee Wee Kingsley band that came out in 1960, as you could hear. Like so, our our weekly uh, proof that we're playing 45s and vinyl records here, and not digital. So if it crackled and sounded a little dull, it's because the record. That's an old beat up record. It's very beat up. Yeah. Yeah. It came out on Veltone, and the reason I played that is because I like, first I like the song, of course, I wouldn't play it if I didn't like it, but also it's kind of hard to find, and if you do find it, it's even in worse shape than what I just played. So it must have been a, a big hit because people, oh, people really like to yeah, play it. If they had the record, yeah. people played it. It's that wasn't one that stayed on the shelf. No, no. It's, it's, it's just really hard to find a good, a better copy of that. I'm sure you could find it online, but... You know, that's... Uwe doesn't shop online for records. Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Williams before that. A little bit of a crooner uh, uh, doing High Noon, 1964, on the RCA Victor label. Before that, a group called 
GT plus four. The song is called Bingo. Came out in 1966, and my most favorite part about this song is the label. It's called the Groovy Label. The Groovy Label. <laughs> That's the record company. <laughs> <laughs> I started out with some psych rock with string arrangement and a northern soul beat uh, on a on a, uh, a weird budget label. 101 Strings doing Astral Freakout. 1960. Seven on the All Share label, and that's from the Astro Sounds from Beyond the Year 2000 LP. Uh, there's a there's a sub there's a subtitle also on the uh, on the cover. The Astro Sound of Magnificence. You say All Share? See, I would say All Shire. Al Al Share Al Shire. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. Who knows? Who knows how they intended it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna play one that I just. Uh, just realized that I owned this afternoon. I was going through one of my boxes of stuff that I had. Uh, I thought I'd pulled the real gold out of, and was just kind of waiting to to uh, uh, sort, you know, the re- the remainders, what was left in this box. Um, but I missed one real uh, real piece of gold in here. Um, it's by Al Henderson and the Boyd Bennett Orchestra. Al Henderson was from Owensboro, Kentucky, just down the river a little bit from Louisville, and. One of multiple places that I could consider kind of my hometown. I don't really have a one uh, one that leads the pack of what my hometown is. Um, this is on the King label from 1963. Al Henderson uh, doing just this great R&B rockabilly kind of thing. Here she says, "Crazy."
go, 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 gorilla, go, now go. just heard the ideals with the gorilla that came out in 1963 uh, on Cortland that's the version I have it came actually out originally in 1962 so that's considered a reissue because I guess uh, it wasn't a second pressing because there was some time in between and then it I guess it was a m major hit in at least at the local area there and uh, so they re-released it Therefore, it's a reissue. Yeah, yeah. From Even though it was <laughs> really just just from maybe just a couple of months later, they're like, oh, let's try it again. Yeah. Before that, one by Junior Walker and the All Stars. Uh, they're they're most known for instrumentals, but uh, they they did uh, they did some things with vocals as well. That was called "I've Got to Find a Way to Win Maria Back," 1969 on the Soul record label, which was part of the Motown uh, family of record companies. Before that, Roy had. Just a little bit, 1965 on Scepter Records. And a, I'm going to call it a new to my collection, but it's been in a box in my house for who knows how long, and I don't know where it came from, and I just discovered that I have it today. Al Henderson with the Boyd Bennett Orchestra. You heard She Says Crazy at the beginning of that set on King Records from 1963. All right, uh, coming up next, one by B.B. King on the Blues Way label from 1968. 
when I when I picked this one up, I wasn't familiar with it. Uh, when I, I think I, uh, uh, this was a buy that we did in the cold on uh, on a guy's front porch. He brought the records out for us to dig through, and we were out there trying not to freeze our fingers off. Um, but when I saw this one, I, I noticed that the... Uh, that was a cold night. That was a cold night. <laughs> but uh, I noticed that the uh, uh, the writer's credits on this side for the B.B. Jones by B.B. King was... Uh, uh, there was an M. M. Angelou credited, as, as well as Quincy Jones. Uh, he, he Quincy Jones was the producer and arranger and everything. But there was an M. Angelou credit. I'm like, is that Maya Angelou? That can't be Maya Angelou. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe they quoted uh, a poem, and so they had to give her a writer's credit or something. And, and um, but no, I did a little research, and Maya Angelou actually sat down with BB King and Quincy Jones in a room and wrote some songs with them. So it really is Maya Angelou, and uh, you know, it's a great song. But uh, you know, it, it's I I I, I was uh, I was caught off guard by that uh, from 1968 on the Blues Way label, part of ABC Records. Here's BB King. With the BB Jones. Before the end of the hour here, it's that Woody Gunther one is the one you have uh, you have queued up. Woody Gunther and Cheaters. Is that what I have for you? Yeah, we're looking at a list here, but the record is queued. Bang to Henson Time, that's what it is, okay. on Shout from 1968.
We're in the second hour at Dead Driving Beat from the WXXLP Studios in Louisville, Kentucky. You just heard Lee Lamont, I'll Take Love, on Backbeat from 1964. And Lee Lamont was a pseudonym for Robert Valentine, who was a Texan and recorded on, on Backbeat quite a bit. But uh, he, for some reason, he also recorded two... 45, so, so four songs as, as Lee Lamont hmm. on the same label. So why? We don't know. It just happened to happen. They didn't <laughs> want to flood the market with stuff under his own name, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Uh, we started the hour out with Eddie and Ernie doing That's the Way It Is. 19, 1965 on the Eastern record label. Uh, we do want to thank you for joining us for that driving beat. If you just tuned in, we bring 45 RPM records very occasionally an LP. I did play something off an LP earlier today. Um, but we bring 45 RPM, 60s, upbeat, soul, rhythm and blues, mod, garage rock, dance music. And we have a little radio dance party here with uh, with these old records. So we're going to get right back into it. Uh, one from 1969 on the Twinite Records label. Here's Syl Johnson with Take Me Back.
cream and candy. Ice cream candy. When I'm in need, girl, you understand me. You bring me sunshine and my sky look gray. Each time you smile, I hear the music play. Girl, I'm in love and I just wanna say.
kind of love is this that makes me want to jump and shout? I want to know what kind of love is this that turns my heart inside out? It's that itchy, twitchy feeling that I have inside. Something overwhelming that I just can't hide. I want to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me. Oh, yeah. What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this that haunts me every day? I wanna know what kind of love is this that makes me say the things I say. Well, I'm walking around and grinning with my head in the air. The people think I'm crazy, but I just don't care. I wanna know. Oh yeah. Oh tell me. of love is this Well I feel like a man in outer space I'm acting like a psycho case Hey girl, stop this feeling Look at me, you got me rocking in a reeling Yeah, what kind of love is this Ah, that shakes me up so bad I wanna know What kind of love is this Yeah, my situation is sad Well, I just can't understand it It just ain't real I know no one has ever felt the way I feel I wanna know Oh yeah, oh yeah Oh tell me What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? Johnny D on the roulette label from 1962 with the song What Kind of Love Is This? From Toledo, Ohio. Before that, the Johnny Gibson Trio doing uh, one that was adopted in the Northern Soul scene, uh, doing an instrumental called Beachcomber on the Twirl label from 1964. Before that, Jay and the, Techni Jay and the Techniques with Help Yourself to All My Lovin' on Smash from 1968. And Syl Johnson got that set started with Take Me Back, 1969, on Twinite. All right, what do we have next on the turntable? Yeah, coming up next, uh, one from across the pond, one from Britain, by The Shadows. Uh, they were known uh, as, as Cliff Richards' backing band, uh, also were a, were a band on their own, even when Cliff wasn't around. Uh, this was a hit uh, they had in Britain, uh, and I'm playing it off the British Columbia issue from 1962. Here's the shadows with Dance On.
You just heard the lovables. Take me for a little while. The famous Trade Martin song done by so many people. I do like this version a lot. Uh, again, one I just had on my shelf and forgot it was there and listened to it for, for the first time in many years. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, I, I start to I start to grow on me. Yeah. Came out on Toot from 1968. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's the name of the label. The label is toot. named Toot. <laughs> Before that, one from 1978. We, it's really rare that you're going to hear anything from 1978 on uh, on that driving beat. But that's one. It's uh, it's credited uh, as a group name uh, to short people on that uh, on that record. Uh, it was actually a, a, a band called Glass Hammer uh, out of Nashville. Uh, they were mostly a country, country rock, soft rock uh, kind of a group. Um, but that one, uh, Why'd You Put It To Me Baby, uh, came out of one of their albums. I don't know if it's the same uh, exact mix or version because I, I don't have that album. Um, but uh, So it did come out on 45 as by Glass Hammer, I believe. And then a couple of years later, they wanted to, uh, somebody at Gusto Records wanted to put out a, a response song um, to the song "Short People," uh, and uh, the the uh, 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 the Randy Newman uh, song "Short People," so they uh, they put out they recorded a song, and I think it was still Glass Hammer, the band, recorded a song "Tall People" just as an answer song to uh, to the song "Short People," um, and so they they put that out on on a forty five as the band "Short People," even though it was Glass Hammer, and on the B side for whatever reason they put that. That song from a couple of years previously, Why'd You Put It To Me, Baby? They put that on there again. Um, so that came out under two different band names. Uh, in the meantime, the northern soul scene in Britain had, uh, had grabbed hold of that uh, Why'd You Put It To Me, Baby? And uh, it got played at Wigan Casino and maybe some of the other big clubs over there. And it was actually covered up by whatever DJ played it. Didn't want people to know what the actual record was. This was a common practice, and it still happens in the rare soul scene. If somebody finds something that is unknown and they don't want everybody to have a copy to know what it is yet, they will literally make up an artist name and uh, and song name and cover the label up with it uh, so that people don't know what it really is. So this was covered up as... Uh, a. Uh, by a fictional made-up group called Secret Weapons, and that's what it was known as for a while in Britain. Um, it did get uh, uncovered, and people people knew what it was. But I guess the the copy that was getting played over there was one of the ones credited to short people, not to Glass Hammer. So that did actually then get a UK release uh, on a on a label uh, in in Britain uh, because of its play at Wigan Casino and in the Northern Soul scene. But it was credited to short people, not the actual name of the group, Glass Hammer. That was a long walk. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of history. See, uh, why'd you put it to me, baby, the uh, song? And he had thought I had something interesting to say. But <laughs> that's kind of boring. But I just now. talked forever. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the artist before is called Che Lewis. The song is called Had It Not Been For Love. It came out in Capitol from 1963. And so... I have a little story there too. So Jay Lewis was also known, better known as Joe Hinton. Now this is not that Joe Hinton uh, that recorded on Backbeat Records from Texas. This Joe Hinton was actually a producer, songwriter, and occasional artist at Motown, and he was based in Los Angeles. 
and I assume because if this came out in 63 he was under contract with Motown and he recorded on Capitol that came out on Capitol so I, I assume that's why he changed his name to Jay Lewis so he wouldn't get in contractual troubles with, mm. with Motown yeah. so it did make sense when somebody changes a name to me personally it's to hide from your contract yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much yeah Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> not as interesting as Francis, I know. Oh, I don't know if mine was interesting or not, but hopefully that's why people tune in, right, <laughs> to hear us <laughs> fill in some of the history uh, the, in these in these. You'll records. be tested at the end of we'll the show see. of this trivia. Started that set out with the shadows uh, doing Dance On on the, uh, the British Columbia record label from 1962. All right, let's, uh, let's get back into it now. Coming up, ne- coming up next, one from the Kingsmen. Uh, from 1966 on the wand label, here's Killer Joe. Get out! 
just heard Barbara Eccles' A Raggedy Ride. Kind of like what the show is today. <laughs> 1966 in Brunswick. Before that, one that you're probably familiar with uh, from just regular oldies radio. We're, we're, we're looping into a, one of the big hits uh, of the 60s there. But uh, that was Crazy Elephant with Gimme Gimme Good Lovin' on the Bell label from 1969. Crazy Elephant was one of those uh, invented studio groups that didn't really exist. They just got some professional musicians together, uh, professional songwriters, and put out a product, basically. Uh, The lead singer of Crazy Elephant was actually a guy named Robert Spencer. He's from Harlem in New York, uh, and he was a member of uh, the the very successful doo-wop group, the Cadillacs, back in the 50s. and then uh, in '69, they they brought him in as as one of the ringers to uh, to uh, pretend to well to to, to record uh, uh, for a, a, a fictional group called Crazy Elephant. Um, a lot of times, the uh, the the promoters, the the uh, music industry, when they would make up a band, they'd make up backstories for them, uh, outlandish backstories. Like for instance, the. Uh, uh, the uh, the strange loves were supposed to be uh, sheep farmers from Australia. Um, Crazy Elephant, uh, that group uh, that I just played, uh, with a, a known singer from a doo from a Harlem doo group, was uh, was said to be a group of Welsh coal miners who had spent the last like four years underground and just came up and got a record contract somehow. But that's not real. <laughs> All right. Before that, the artistics. Girl, I need you on Brunswick 67. And the Kingsman started that set out with Killer Joe on Wand from 1966. How much trivia. So much trivia in this episode. (laughs) All that knowledge we really don't have. (laughs) (laughs) This is all just written on on the sleeves of my records. I I do the research and I write it on the sleeves. We do do research. That's true. Coming up next, another uh, oldies radio staple here. This we're not uh, we're not ne- we're not playing you the rare stuff uh, with this one. Um, it's Wilson Pickett doing in the men- in the midnight hour. Now, uh, as a as a as a DJ partnership, we call ourselves Midnight Hour Sound System uh, because Wilson Pickett is buried here in Louisville, where we uh, where we're, we're based and where we where we broadcast from, and he's uh, he's got a. A grave in, a, in the mausoleum down in Evergreen Cemetery down by, by the Louisville Airport. Um, this particular copy of Midnight Hour, I have no idea how it came into my, in, into my possession, uh, but it is, it is the Atlantic issue uh, from the Philippines. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know how I got a copy from the Philippines. I've never been there. Uh, it turned up around here somewhere, I guess. Um, Wilson Pickett, 1965, on the Atlantic label, uh, the, the Philippines version of the Atlantic label. Here's in the Midnight Hour.
Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. No matter what request she gave it hard best. That was Eugene Church with Pretty Girls Everywhere from 1958. So we went from 1978, was that what you played? Yeah, yeah. The or newest song we played was 1978. And that's the oldest song today, 1958. Covering a 20-year span today. Yeah. Came out on class. Fats Domino before that with one uh, on ABC Paramount from 1964. That was Sally Was a Good Old Girl. Before that, Betty Everett, You're No Good. And I think that's my favorite version of that song. Many people recorded that, but... It's a good one. It's I, a good, I, good I, version. I, uh, I do like Betty Everett's voice, so... Yeah, it's an easy for one. sure, for sure. VJ from 1964. And Wilson Pickett's In the Midnight Hour, uh, played before that. 
that sounded washed out, and and the 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 speed didn't even seem right. And we were playing it on the right speed. Uh, as I, as I said before, we started that set. That's a a copy of that record from the Philippines uh, that pressed pressed in the Philippines for that market that I somehow ended up with. And I thought, oh, that you know that'll be fun. I'll I'll, I'll replace my normal my usual U.S. issue in my collection with this interesting one from the Philippines. But I think I'm going to bring my, my, my regular U.S. issue back because there was something yeah, wrong with that one. It sounded better on my system at home. Well, I, don't, I don't really understand how it yeah. sounds so different uh, on this system. Uh, honestly, this is much better equipment than I have at home <laughs> than, than, than we have here in the, uh, in the Art FM studios. So it, uh, yeah, it picks up flaws better than my system at home, I guess. So you should tune in to our next episode because it's a big anniversary for us. Gotta be three hundred. No, uh, 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 not the next one. The, the one after next. So the one after. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. So two ninety nine. A big number two. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah, tune yeah. In anyway. This is this is episode two ninety eight uh, of that driving beat. So we're just two weeks away from celebrating three hundred episodes. We'll have to figure out uh, what to do there. We're probably just going to play a bunch of our favorites. Well, I, I bet that's what's going to happen. Well, maybe bring in some guest DJs. We'll oh, say. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. Um, you can find us on social media. Just search for Midnight Hour Sound System on either Instagram or Facebook. And uh, we've got time for one more uh, on, on the United Artists label from 1960. Here's Marv Johnson with all the love I've got. Until next time. If you do, I'm gonna